Thank you for being a listener of the Women in Tech podcast. To support the podcast and cheer us on, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener on our private feed where you'll have ad-free episodes and join us in Zoom meetups to meet other listeners of our podcast community. Go to womenintech.love, linked in the show notes. I was like, I could get a job in something else, but I'm... This is what I've been doing. This is what I want to do. And I'm not just going to take something that's just going to hold me over for a while. My name is Spree Devora, host of The Women in Tech Show. The show means a lot to me. The reason why I wanted to create The Women in Tech Show is I wanted to create a positive piece of content, something where people can listen and say, if she can do it, so can I. I call it actionable empowerment. Every single episode, you'll hear the story of a fantastic woman in tech, from engineers to founders to investors to journalists to designers, all sorts of different females in tech who have thrived. I want to share their stories with you so that you can can know what resources, mentors, and life situations they accessed in order to get to where they are today. Enjoy. Welcome back to the Women in Tech podcast, celebrating women in tech around the world. Yes, so exciting to have Mackenzie here from Blueberry. Hello. Hello. Hi. Hi. Thank you for making time to hang out here at NAP, the National Association of Broadcasters. It is so exciting to be here. So nice to be here and actually, you know, with some other women in in this space, totally. so that's good. And we get to be recording on the amazing Focusrite gear. So excited. Focusrite makes it really easy to get up podcasting, plug and play on the go. So Mackenzie, tell me about, you are a podcasting maven. <laughs> I try. You work with one of the leaders in this space. Let's get into it. Formally introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do. Okay, so I'm Mackenzie Bennett and I've been with Blueberry Podcasting for four years now and Really, I do anything that is with the sales, marketing, social media, marketing, events, literally anything that doesn't have to do with tech support, (laughs) because that is not my thing. But uh, I've, like I said, I've been there for four years and have been really working in media for almost a decade or so now, because before this I did radio, so... And when did you first discover the world of technology? Was it when you were a kid or was it later in life in school? When was that for you? It was definitely when I was a kid. I had known uh, very early on in like middle school, I was like, I want to work in either music or media or something along those lines because I was very interested in everything that I could get my measly hands on. (laughs) So I enjoyed that. pretty quickly and like never wavered from it. And then how did you go from discovering it as a child and then moving on? What was your first uh, professional parlay with the technology space? So right when I uh, got to college, my freshman year, like my first week, really, uh, we were told, go find a club and for one of my classes. And I went to the radio station there and the, the like the alternative station needed someone to take all of the music that they were getting and decide what was going to be played on the air. Did you say go find a club? 
Yep. What's that mean? They were like, go find, you have to go participate in some type of organization. Oh, organization, not like a dun 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 dance club. That would be a little different, <laughs> but also fun. <laughs> go find it. I got it. Go, go find yes. a, a club. Yeah. Okay. And you found? It was uh, WUB, which is uh, one of the NPR affiliates in Athens, Ohio. And I did music director position for four years. And, and, how did you get that job? How did you find it? Um, how did you feel that you were prepared or competent for the job? It really, it was just, you know, an unpaid thing the majority of the time. It, but it was, it felt like an internship the entire time I was there. Um, just my knowledge of the bands that they were already working with and whatnot um, worked out really well. And it just they happened to have a spot that was open because, you know, someone had graduated the year before and it was a very small team. It was just me and like one other two people. And they were like, we need help. Also the guy that's in charge of this now is, this is his last year. So we need to kind of get someone ready to take it over. So that first year was a crash course of radio in general. And, and, you mentioned that it felt like an internship. I would imagine you encourage internships then for everybody? Absolutely. I did that for four years. And then um, my last year in college, I did a PR internship with the Wexner Museum of Art. I think that's what it's called. Um, but it was really just marketing any event that they had there. Do you feel that you've created your own life? Like you've like manufactured your own dream life professionally? Yeah, it's been very chosen in that sense of when I was looking for this job, I was unemployed for a couple months. And this was a year after I had graduated. And I specifically was looking for media companies because I was like, I could get a job in something else, but I'm this is what I've been doing. This is what I want to do. And I'm not just going to take something that's just going to hold me over for a while. I was intentionally looking for this based on the experience that I had. And I knew I was going to be able to find something that I truly wanted. So, and, and tell me more about Blueberry. How did you discover the opportunity of Blueberry? What does Blueberry do? Why do you absolutely love working at Blueberry? I mean, you've been there for four years mm-hmm. at that, at, in this day and age, that's like retirement. I like, <laughs> I know. So uh, Blueberry Podcasting does media hosting, stats, and websites, and really it's just like a one-stop shop for podcasters. Uh, we don't do any of the product in terms of like microphones or anything like that, but we are there for podcasters to actually have their podcasts available. Um, so one of my favorite things about working there is... I work on so many different things in one day. Yeah, I imagine. (laughs) It's kind of a jack-of-all-trades position because we have so many different, like, we have a variety of services, and it's always, one, maintaining those, and then, two, trying to develop the new ones that we're doing as well. So it's truly enjoyable in that sense because... There's not a lot of mundane things that I have to do on a day-to-day basis like that. How did you discover the opportunity initially? Honestly, monster. (laughs) 
<laughs> um, Very like, traditional. Yeah, it was super traditional because when I had been looking for my internship, um, I had seen that they were looking for a sales position. And I was like, well, okay, obviously that's not my thing, but this seems like a cool company. And then I just forgot about it. And then when I was looking for this job, uh, they just happened to have an opening available. And I immediately remembered who they were. And it was just for an admin position. Because they this was shortly after the first serial release. And things kind of... Serial podcast that launched in about, I think it was 2014. Yes, yes. It was fall of 14. And I started with them uh, spring of 15. And they were just like... Things are kind of taken off. We need help for everything that we're doing. And they just said, well, you have experience in everything that we need. We don't know, like, what this will turn into, but just want to get started. What's so great, and I've talked about this a lot on episodes today and in past episodes, is that early in our career, sometimes I know that I was a waitress, I was a dishwasher, Mm -hmm. and I would complain to my mom, like, what is this? What is my identity? And there's nothing wrong with being those things, but I wanted to be an entrepreneur so bad that I thought, like, why why am I going through this? My mom said... you're going on a path like this is part of your path and it's all layering to give you different abilities and knowledge in order to do your future dream job so like waitressing taught me about hospitality and customer Mm -hmm. experience things that you wouldn't necessarily think about and so all those years of interning and really dedicating yourself to something led to the right company saying you are everything that we need and we'll make this happen yeah that's exactly what happened of they said you know this is something that really no one else could match in terms of like just your general interest in podcasts you've done radio you've done this portion this portion this portion and all of that is useful and what we're looking for yeah so it was i'd know i had never really thought I would ever work for a podcast company, but it just made so much sense in the end that I was, you know, ecstatic to be able to find something like that. <laughs> totally. And and so what's a huge challenge that you feel like you've successfully overcome and how did you overcome it? Um, a big challenge, I think, is just in a small company like ours, because we have, when I started, it was like their first full-time employee to add on for the most part in a like a pressure. couple years yeah, yeah. Uh, because they had like a core team of people but none of them were doing it full-time and it was a big transition of taking this company that's existed for a decade and helping it rise up and now we have about 18 different people as opposed to like the four or so as opposed to started. We have a village as opposed <laughs> to just like <laughs> a family table. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So uh, that was painful in parts just in like day-to-day stuff of how do we take this company which is already doing so well in terms of like the stuff that they're providing but being able to just take it to the next level and there was definite conversations of do we keep doing this thing do we start doing this why would we hire someone like this like and those were a lot of the conversations that I was involved in because I was trying to get 
like a bigger scope on the company. I was like, this is this is our time. Like we have to capitalize on this right now. So we have to really focus on making our presence known. And it was not easy trying to establish like wh- how we really wanted to be represented. Um, and what is the best advice you've gotten in your career? Um, I'd say most likely just stand up for yourself. Um, and that's nice. <laughs> that's not. What's that mean to you? Yeah. Yeah. That's not like anything against blueberry or cause they've, I mean, they're great about that. That's one of the things that they say they appreciate is that I'm willing to open my mouth and not just have the thought. I'm able to voice it pretty well. And that's just not necessarily something that happens very often. It's like you have to stand up for yourself in just the idea of saying like, if I want to be able to say this, I should be able to. So like give it, give us an example. Um, I'd say, and this really helps me by the way. I think, I think that I don't stand up for myself enough. And what happens is that uh, I may not be respected yeah. because I'm perceived as a pushover. Yep. That, that definitely So it really is. resonates with me what you're saying. Yeah. I think uh, one of the ways that I did it was after my first year or two, me saying specifically, I think I could improve one as an employee, but help the company improve if I focused more on this type of stuff right. as opposed to like these things that I'm doing and like they're fine, but aren't meant for me. Right. Right. I can tell that they aren't meant for me and right. someone else would excel at it and I would excel in it doing something right. different. So, and I mean, it, it worked. <laughs> I, I think it's so great. And I think, I think our community around us wants to be surrounded by people who speak their mind and, and I, but it's hard. It's hard to oh, get yeah. there because, um, you know, we want to be liked and loved. Definitely. I mean, who doesn't want to be liked and loved? It's just, it's hard. So I'm really glad that you're saying that because it's something that I know that I struggle with mm-hmm. and, um, and it's refreshing to hear that viewpoint. And it's not a, um, it's not a negative on others. It's like it's about being your best self. It's not about someone holding you down. Right. It's about me holding me down. Yes. Yes. It's it's not about like Mackenzie's like environment mm-hmm. or who's talking to her in her professional or personal life. It's it's how how she is showing up to life. Right. It's it's me just making a decision. Yeah. It's me deciding to change something that I was just unhappy with. Yeah. Yeah. It's like when it starts to like wear down on you and you're like, well, I haven't actually done anything to try and change this. Totally. It's so hard. Like you get over that mental hump of, yes, I under like, I'm very set with like, how I feel about this, but I actually haven't tried to do anything about it. <laughs> yeah, no, a hundred percent. 
Um, I'm so happy you shared that. that it's coming up for me a lot lately, and uh, I'm working on it. Yep. And I'm learning that um, this idea of, like, um, you don't just get respect. Mm-hmm. You want to have to respect yourself, mm-hmm. and then it's almost like you earn respect, but earn respect sounds kind of funny it sounds like you have to it's something you try for it's more just like how you show up again it's yeah it's it's not like this what is it groveling of respect yeah yeah yeah. I, i don't think it's you know that old like military thing of like well you automatically respect me and it's not also like yeah earning it's just a characteristic of like the day-to-day things that you do it just totally like evolve into something like that I think like, like if you this is what I'm learning myself right now like if I want to be respected I first need to respect myself yes very much <laughs> and I need to understand what that means mm-hmm. because sometimes uh, I, you know like we don't at least for me like I don't even know myself that mm-hmm. well but anyway I think it's an important point and I think it's something that a lot of us deal with and it's scary and foreign and I know that my initial like perception of it was like, I don't want to start being an aggressive person, you know, <laughs> yes. but it's not about yes. that. Yes. So it's like, I'm not trying to get into a fight, you know, yeah, I know, like, I know. respect me or it's, we'll take it outside. It's like, right? well, that's the opposite of respect. So yeah. job all done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, well, cool. Like if somebody wanted to go on your journey and get to where you are today, um, what would you have loved to know when you first started out? Uh, so... And it's not necessarily at Blueberry. I feel like something I could have done a little better in college was just kind of rely and develop those relationships with other women, like, in media. Because I didn't really do that in college. Looking back, all of my relationships, all of, like, my mentors, my friends that were involved in, like, media were all male which isn't bad. I just wish I had capitalized on that opportunity more. So that's something that I'm trying to do a little more often now. And um, where can people connect with you? So you can email me. It's mckenzie at blueberry.com. But you can also find me at mckenzieb6 on Twitter. I'm pretty respondent on there. Can you spell both for us? Yes. M-A-C-K-E-N-Z-I-E. And then the letter B6. And then... Uh, and the number six. Yes. Okay. Yes. And then just M A C K E N Z I E at B L U B R R Y dot com. And we'll include all of it in the show notes. Two last questions. One, what mm-hmm. is your favorite app, website, or hardware? Ooh, hardware or is, software. Yeah. Any of them, just one of them. I haven't really played around with it too much, but. We're setting up a new studio at the Blueberry office where I am in Columbus, and we just were potentially considering getting a new roadcaster uh, to set that up with all of the mics and everything. So that one is fun. And then what was the other question? And then the last question I haven't mm-hmm. asked yet, what podcast are you listening to right now? Right now, I've been listening to one called Caught. I think Ooh, it's what's that about? WNYC. Um, it's basically juveniles and how their life was formed either via prison and or mistakes that they made or kind of how they get the short end of the stick so it's it's not a happy go lucky one I can tell you that (laughs) 
And one of the podcasts that I am listening to is Views, which is a podcast by David Dobrik and Jason Nash, two very popular YouTubers. And it's just a comedic play on a 20-year-old something meets a 40-year-old something. And they talk about the perspective of life Mm. together. Uh, Last question, your favorite book? My favorite book is... Actually, I don't have a favorite book, but I am rereading at the moment Handmaid's Tale. And it is taking a while just because I, I get wrapped up and then get depressed and then I put it back down. <laughs> what is that about? It's uh, the Hulu show. It's basically, it's like government takedown of women and they're really only used for like reproduction. <laughs> so Yikes. It's, not, it's also not a happy one. Yikes. <laughs> Mackenzie, on that note, yes. we, we need another note. Okay. You introduce, what's the last note we should have? The last note is, what's your favorite thing about NAB this year? Ooh. Do you know, I think my favorite thing about conferences that I didn't understand early in my career are mm-hmm. conferences aren't actually about going to the talks or seeing all the booths all the time. Conferences are about the community and oh, yeah. the and the and the friendships you make. And those friendships um become long lasting business and personal relationships. Absolutely. And they they seed um your your prosperity as mm-hmm. the years go on. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember like, I mean, I ran into Harry Duran from Podcast Junkies and he was like, remember when we were at NAB three years ago? Yep. Da, 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 da. You know, it's 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 that is, I think, one of the values that goes unnoticed and one of the most important values of attending conferences in our industry. I completely agree. My f- first month with Blueberry, I went to NAB in 2015 and I was like, I never could have expected what was going to happen. <laughs> yeah, totally. Totally. Mackenzie, thank you so much for hanging out with the Women in Tech podcast. Thank you. If you want to connect and collaborate with more women in tech around the world, remember to go to the Women in Tech Facebook group at womenintechvip.com. That's womenintechvip.com. Takes you straight there. And say hello on social at Women in Tech Show on Instagram, on Twitter, on Facebook. That's at Women in Tech Show. I will see you guys, talk to you guys, hear you guys in the next episode. Bye. Hi, this is Mackenzie Bennett. I work for Blueberry Podcasting. I am the services and affiliates coordinator. We are based in Columbus, Ohio, but we also have employees all over the United States. You're listening to Women in Tech. Women in Tech is an independently funded project funded by you, the community. So the way that you could support us is by going to patreon.com slash women in tech and making a small contribution. Every little bit counts. That's Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash women in tech. Thank you so much for believing in our vision. Thank you for being a listener of the Women in Tech podcast. To support the podcast and cheer us on, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener, go to womenintech.love, linked in the show notes.